Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. Hello and welcome to this week's Stay Sane with Jane. And I'm going to be interviewing the wonderful Brenda Dempsey of Book Brilliance Publishing. So Brenda has an amazing team, which I'm just looking at online. Um, It's full of amazing proofreaders, editors, production designers, administrators, authors, sale coaches, um, operations managers, digital marketing accountants. I mean, the list goes on. But Brenda came from... um, humble beginnings didn't you Brenda and now you here you are as a CEO of Book Brilliance Publishing. I did Jane thanks very much for inviting me on your wonderful wonderful show I'm so delighted to to be here today sharing little nuggets of wisdom and insights into all the things that you talked about at the start of your show so yeah humble beginnings Absolutely. I tell people I was born in a hole in the wall, six foot by six foot. And um, so that developed my I can mindset. So you can do anything you want with your life as long as you have a vision, you have drive and you're determined to serve and have something way bigger than you yourself. And that's, you know, my journey has been long. I'm happy to discuss any of it if that's what you want to do, Jane. And, yeah, definitely. Um, Tell me a little bit about more about you. We'll come on to your career and and all the wonderful things that you, you do and how you help, help people. But tell us more about Brenda. So, as I said, I started off uh, very poor, humble background, poor in terms of financial but very uh, an enriched background because I was brought up with love and security, food on the table and a roof over my head. Although the quality of, oh, it was always good quality food. That was the one thing. Although we were poor, my mother never bought rubbish food. It was always the best food. It was the best food she could afford to buy. Um, and and that kind of gave me a good start in life because we had nutrition. We didn't have fast food. We had nothing like that. I was just thinking yeah. about this yesterday, funnily enough. You know, all the amazing food because it's, as you know, it's in the, the news right now about all the emulsifiers and how bad all this junk food is for oh, us. Yeah. And actually, um, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm going to hold my hand up. I'm not a nutritionist. That's not my field of expertise. But from a human being who eats relatively well, it is a mindset thing because we all think we're busy and we've just grabbed that, um, you know, all this ready meal muck. I've got to say, but actually making um, foods that's nutritious and good for you is actually all in the mind that it takes a long time. There's a lot of preparation. 
I just had chicken for my dinner yesterday, took the carcass, threw it in a pot of water. Um, I boiled it up for 90 minutes or so um, to get all the goodness because, you know, bone oh, broth. got the full chicken broth. Yeah. Yes. I had some leftover vegetables from it. I had some leek. I threw it all in. I've just had a plate of it half an hour ago before I come on your show, Jane. And actually, there's no, not, nothing in that. Pure, wholesome ingredients. And that yeah. took about 20 minutes to make. Nothing. Yes. The time you faff about your soup's boiling away and doing it, and then boom, you're ready. Ladle it up. Eat a bit of bread if you like bread, but I don't eat bread. That's another story. But anyway, so, <clears throat> but yeah, so there's lots of things you can do to eat really good, nutritious food that's tastier than all the muck. When actually, when you look at it, there's no color in the food. You know, the. the oh, I know. My it's grandpa good. used to say, you have to have. If you want a hell, if you want a healthy body and mind, have as much colour on your plate. Have a colourful plate. Um, and we, I, I was brought up on home cooked meals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Meals, that's what I do in my house as well, and it really <laughs> helps the body and the mind. And when I've done things like detoxes and stuff like that, I've noticed how just eating clean creates a better mindset for absolutely. me absolutely yeah you don't get the dips in energy there's a clarity all of that but anyway so i was brought up with wholesome food that background but i was always a determined um child i was a well-behaved child and i did it my mother said but i want to share with the the listeners so that they can go back into their childhood and look is the key to everything that you want to be and are mm -hmm. is in that childhood so I remember as a, a child at primary school, but this one story, when I was 10, um, I saw on the, the TV, Biafran babies, pot-bellied, no clothes on, starving because of war in Biafra. And um, I was moved. And I said to my mum, I'm going to raise money for them. And my mum says, no, don't be so daft. I said, yes. Now, all my clothes were bought at jumble sales. I didn't get brand new clothes. I think my school uniform was about, even then, some of it was secondhand, but because we didn't, we didn't have money for clothes. You know, yeah. uh, food was more important than the clothes. So anyway, I thought, well, I know about jumble sales because my mother always took me. So I thought I'm going to have a jumble sale in the street. I may add, this must have been around the summertime, and um, I, and my mother says, no, you're not going to do it. Now, I went from being a hundred percent obedient child to knowing there was something in me that was divine that knew that. I had to do this because my mother saying no was for silly reasons. Whereas yes, yes. I know by doing, raising that money, I would make a significant difference to the lives of those children. So I went yes, out, yes. I raised the equivalent of a week's wages back in 1967. Wow. So it was like £8.12 and something, right? Um, which was a week's wages for a, an ordinary manual worker in those days and um so my life's been like that i've always been a voice for the underrepresented i've always taken them under my wing not um not to disempower them because i've realized when i look back over my life i've always empowered people how have i done that because i give them belief in themselves show yeah. them that they can do it and that grows their confidence so off they go now as a six-year-old, I wanted to be a teacher. But unfortunately, I got married very young. 
I had four children, but got so in, 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 involved in their nursery. Um, I started a whole, the, one of the first collaborative um, approaches with that, working with health, uh, education, welfare, social work, all of that. So I, I did that as a young mum, but then I went back to education um, myself because I left school with no qualifications and I got my degree. It took me five years to get that degree. Um, but my big, well done. my big story happens in that final year of that degree. Now, I got married young. I had four children. And in that time, I realised, um, not so much at the time, it's only on reflection and as I, I've moved on and developed, but I was in a very, I was in an abusive relationship, domestic violence, narcissism, sub, uh, subject of that. And um, and in my final year, um, I, I found myself homeless with my four children. That's wow. another massive story. Don't need to go into that in detail. People can work it out for themselves. But I ended up there in my final year, and I thought, and this was in the, this was at the start of my final year. So this was in the summer. So this would be about July-ish time, something like that. And anyway, but no, and here is the learning that I want to share with your listeners. You need a goal bigger than you because that will fuel your determination. You need that why. So my why to go on, even though I was, I was, I had no money, had nothing. I was homeless. I was in shelter housing. I knew I had still got to go to university. Why? My big why was if I didn't, I would remain in poverty. That mm. continuing, even although I was broken, right, was enough to get me out of bed and get me to university every day. Because with that degree, that opened the doors of opportunity to me earning my own money, to me having a decent enough wage to... to to um, help me look after my four children, keep a roof over her head and yeah. you know, get back to, because uh, I, I left a very high standard of living. And um, so we went from right at the bottom of the pile. For 12 months, I had to accept um, benefits, but I knew this was short lived. So, I, you know, I didn't have any pride about that because I had to do what I have to do. And that's yeah. the thing about humans. You will do what you have to do. I wasn't doing anything bad, but you will go as low as anything, you to the lowest of the low, uh, and, and endurance and adversity to, to find, because the lower you go, the higher you climb. So I couldn't go any lower than other than take my life. And that crossed my mind a few times, but there wasn't all the big mental health there is around these things now. Yeah. I had I had something in me that's God given that allowed me to be bigger than my adversity, that gave me the determination, the strength, the inner strength, the resilience to achieve that degree. And oh my God, you know, I do NLP as well, Jane. Yes. And one of the techniques, you know, anchoring, you you ask your client. What's the happiest event in your life? So, be, and it's for you. So, besides giving um, birth, it was, yes. my, it was my graduation day. Nobody, but nobody, but nobody could burst my bubble on that day. I walked on air because I had achieved a dream yes. of 30 years, more, more than 30 years that gave me freedom. And we're always looking for freedom. Oh, my goodness. I'm tingling, Jane. I'm speaking my truth here, you know. And yeah. um, and that's what I want to share. That's a lesson for your listeners because everything is within you. But if you focus on your adversity, you're keeping yourself imprisoned. Sorry. 
Yes, I, you I, are. You are. I believe in being straight talking, raw and real. But the more you keep focusing on your negativity, I'm not saying I had pity parties. I cried. But do you know what? They never lasted. Because that, that's the thing. It's okay. And it's absolutely fine yeah. to go, do you know what? I'm in yeah. a bad place right now. Yeah. I'm having a bad day. I'm having yeah. a bad week, a bad year or whatever. Yeah. But what's the positive in it? What can I do to get out what? of this? How can yeah. I change this? Exactly. It's kind of looking for those. I always say there are unlimited options out there. I might not see them right now, but if I keep on focusing on the unlimited options, I will see them and they will come along. Exactly. Rather than exactly. focusing on the the things that are <laughs> wrong in life. Yeah. It's it's that old thing about the human brain. You know, you go and you buy a car. So let's say you buy your dream car for me. That was a two-seater Mercedes, right? But I never noticed many on the road. But when I was thinking about wanting to buy them, everybody had a two-seater. Everyone, they were there. Yeah. Or when I was pregnant, every woman seemed to be pregnant. And then when you're not pregnant, you don't see pregnant women. So it's that whole, there, there is a phenomenon. There's a name to it. I can't remember it at the moment. But anyway... So, yeah, so that is my main story in my life. It's that I can mind. Mm. Nobody tells Brenda what she can and cannot do. And when we can help other people, men and women, tap into that inner power because it comes from the inside. It doesn't come from outside of you because if you remain on the outside, you are not going to rise above your adversity. Rise like the phoenix, you know about that, with yeah. voices of courage, Voices of Hope, two of the books that I've written that you've been part of, Jane. Yes. And, um, you know, that was a, the start of our wonderful relationship. And even though we don't talk every week or anything, we can just pick up where we left off because we've got that soul connection. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, so anyway, so I became a teacher and um, and within two to three years, I got into the field of special needs. Now, usually you need to be um, in teaching 10 years, but there was just something in special needs that it was a duck to water, you know? Yes. And um, so long story short, I ended up working in special needs for the majority of my um, educational um, career so I started off as a primary school teacher in special needs then here's another important story I want to share let's park the teaching for a moment in 2004 my father died so that was the first death in my family that I experienced wow and had he had ill health all of my life when I was born, he was in the hospital with tuberculosis. So he had lung problems and breathing problems all of my life. So I only know my father as this man with breathing problems and inhalers, you know. Yeah. And, um, and my mother, um, she contracted lupus, uh, Andrew, around 1990, because my son was only a, he was just a baby toddler type. And um, so she ended up very ill with lupus. So I ended up being a carer for both my parents. But what I want to say to you about that, so that was a huge bind. I'm dealing with a narcissistic relationship. I'm training to be a teacher. I've got two very ill parents. I get them to come and live close by. And my mother ends in, up in a wheelchair. So over time, they're getting older, so their health um, worsens. So my father dies on 1st of April uh, 2004, so we'll never forget that day. Mm. And uh, uh, just uh, just over a year later, my mother dies. In fact, it's June the 8th, and two days' time will be her anniversary. So a year later. So I lost both my parents within a, uh, in a year. 
So wow. a lot, and one day it hit me, I thought, God, I'm an orphan. You know, that really hit me um, yeah. hard. But um, somewhere along, along the line, I wasn't looking for love, but I'd met somebody just after my father's death. And so three weeks after I buried my mother, I packed my whole life up and moved to Surrey, where I am now, uh, uh, Epsom and Surrey. And, um, and it took me, you know, that was the godsend. That was, you know, I was sent David to help me not go down the dark hole of um, loss uh, and because I moved away because I saw my mother and father every single day of my life, every day of my yeah. life, you know. Wow. So it would have been a nightmare for me to have stayed there. I'm sure it would be a different story had I remained there. And my children had all left. There was an empty nest. They had all gone to uni. They were getting one of them had get married. And, you know, so my children were, they were grown up. So emptiness yeah. was a big subject, you know. Um, so that took a bit of a toll on me. But again, that resilient and bouncing back. But anyway, but the point, this is the next main life lesson that I want to share. Now, death hits everybody differently. Yes. And I'm a very unique individual because although, yeah, I grieve, I'm in pain, I know to rise above it because I know my parents are now out of misery and pain and suffering mm. with the illness that they had. Right, so I take I de I decide it's a choice. I choose to focus on the fact that they're free. Yes, but this is this will probably make me cry, um, because what I realized in my life, I had sacrificed all of my life up until I was 46, 47, looking after the world, my bringing up children, my parents, and I realized, and it wasn't then. I only realised this in the last year or two, that my parents, <laughs> so this is where it'll get me, my parents died to give me freedom. Oh, wow. Gosh, <laughs> that's deep, Brenda, isn't it? Yeah, <gasps> and this is how I know I'm unique and I'm a gift and divine messenger of God because yeah. I have this depth of insight about humanity and about yeah. the meaning of life is. You know, and um, and I, I read and I read and I practice and I practice, and I find more evidence and I speak to people and they mm. they affirm my belief and they show me other things that that shapes my beliefs. You know, and these beliefs are all beautiful and all based on. And I see you've got use your energy. We're all energetic beings, and that's yes. what it's about. But actually realizing that I had the freedom of choice. I've all, we've always got the freedom of choice, but we restrict that freedom of choice. But I knew I had no children left. They'd gone. My parents were now gone. I had nobody or anything in the world that could stop me and imprison me other than myself. So yeah. that's why I left. Well, I didn't know at the time, but looking back and on that reflection, which is another life skill you must develop, a reflective practitioner, um, then you realise the gift and the reason Always, there's a reason why things happen. And we lost, and, and I'll go even deeper, because we lost, so within two years, we lost four members of our family. So it was, and on the, th the third death was a child. Oh and that child was 21 months. And that child had Krabby's disease, which is one of these degenerative diseases that eats the male and sheath of the brain. And so they become blind, paralyzed, deaf, can't swallow. Oh, goodness. So yeah. We, so 
my niece and her husband are just they're my heroes and um I'll cry again here and um but what that showed me was my my um my niece and her husband endured that absolute unimaginable pain if you're a a, a parent yes um, that they had to endure and they endured it with grace with mm -hmm. dignity and with a humility that is only God given and based on uh, so obviously, I mean, my niece hasn't been the same, and that was eighteen years ago now that yeah. Jack died. And um, but she found the strength to start a charity and to work and to be the shoulder because Crabbies is only um, less than one percent of babies are born with it. There was only two cases in in the UK. There's a few in America, uh, but it's similar to things like Batten's disease and a lot of these diseases. Yes, but my niece was given that role to help her deal with the loss of her child. Yeah. Fortunately, she went on and had another child who doesn't, obviously, um, doesn't have Krabby's disease, and he's now, say, he'll be 14 this August. And um, and so, so, therefore, she got some joy from that loss, but that loss will always be with her, and she'll carry that to yeah, the day. Always. But she also got the gift in it. And that's what I, yeah, that's what I speak to my clients about. That life um, will always throw things at you. It doesn't matter how much you meditate or um, are mindful or whatever, all these practices. But they're here to help us get through life in the best possible way. To help us to slow down, to reflect review see the gifts in life see the lessons that Absolutely. empower us and then to be able to level up and move yeah. forward yes you know so therefore it's about it's about learning and, and doing the inner work about what is death accepting death as part of the life cycle you know mm. so yes it, the pain is incredible when you lose someone I am not diminishing the pain, but mm. what my, my message and my, I don't know, words of wisdom or whatever to listeners is if you've experienced death, the death of a loved one, then yes, take your time, lick your wounds, heal. But there's a time and a place to rise from it and start looking more objectively. So when my parents died, I was the one that did everything. I went into, I'm, I'm a practical person, Jane, as you know, yes. into practicalities, took my mind off it. Take your mind off it. Carve out the niches to go and weep and look, lick, lick your wounds. But use it to help others. And when you can use your pain, your darkness, your adversity to help one other human being, that's the meaning of life. Mm. We're here to share our stories, to share the learning, not the adversity. I don't care what your adversity is, but I care what you learn. Because when I work with authors and we do these books, so yesterday I spoke to a woman whose son committed suicide and she's like me. And this was like five years ago. She is now ready to rise like a phoenix and she knows that she had to endure that because she knows to go and help other people who have, have either lost someone to suicide or someone who's attempting suicide or mm. 
thoughts or all of these things. So she now knows she has to share the story for that purpose. Well, I'm just going to come to my next question for you, which is how did you get started in this this field of publishing? How how did it occur? You've gone from a school teacher, special needs teacher, um, to what? Where was the where was the jump? So the jump came. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember 2018. It came just after I had left. Um, so this must have been 2017. I just left the education. I took the jump, and um, I wanted to be a coach, as you know. Yeah. you know and inspire other people and work with people to share my wisdom now i've got to say since 2016 today i have made quantum leaps in my wisdom insight and understanding of what it is to be human yes 100 uh, i can see that from you know just from the time that i've known you yeah but that came from someone asked me to write for a book and I thought I'm not an author I don't even want to be a writer that's the funny thing but I was a writer but I didn't know it because I've written yeah. so much as an educationalist you know all sorts of things but maybe I didn't write stories but anyway so <clears throat> I thought no and then I, I said oh I don't know about that I said so you only need to write one page 250 words I could mm. do that so it was all about um it was just all about being human. So funnily enough, I, I thought about it and I thought, well, wait a minute here. Actually, and this is the message I want to share with everybody, right? I thought, well, if I'm an author, that's a good thing. I'm sharing something. People will mm. look at me differently. I didn't know that at the time. This was just my mind going, but I did know it in my subconscious mind. You know, I thought, well, people look at me differently. That'll be good for me as a business owner. That'll be good for me as a coach. I'm a published that author. The coach, the coach yeah. brain and, um, yeah, yeah kicking so in. Said, yes. So um, I met the woman that was in Australia. And the story I wrote, the first one I wrote was um, a, all the answers are within. Even then, yeah. even though I'm beginning this spiritual path to enlightenment and to love, peace and all of that, I... I I knew, again, it's the subconscious, it's my inner divinity telling me what to write. You know, I just trust everything. It's like this this conversation today. So I wrote that, and then the woman came back, well, I need some more. So I wrote two or three more uh, pages on different topics. But the one that sticks with me is all the answers within, because that is the truth. That is the yeah. truth 200% every day of my life. The answers, you don't need to go looking outside of yourself. Go on the inner adventure. It's the most thrilling and intoxicating journey that you can go on in your life. Mm. If you're not on it, begin it. If you're doing it, practice it on a daily basis. I know you'll agree with me. And then, and then, so that was that. And then on the back of that, I don't know how, but somebody in America asked me to speak about leadership. Well, Jane, you know I was all about leadership. Yes, yes, yes. So I was all about holistic leadership. Why? Because I was trained holistically in education, and you and that self empowerment, inner <laughs> enlightenment. Yeah. So we're not a part person; we're a whole person. So, therefore, yeah. anything you do, you should work with the whole person, not just a bit of them. So, even medicine. Now, I know a number of medical doctors, and they're now looking at the whole person. 
the no look knits thankfully I, I really hope they kind of come back yeah, I mean, to it a little bit because they yeah. used to practice like that then they all went specialized into the most minute <laughs> niches ever and yeah. and we're coming back out again because it's always good to step back and look at the bigger picture of yeah. course so uh, the doctors I know, because these are the type I attract, are people who know about a holistic approach to things. So therefore, um, a, I, I jumped at the chance to write a whole chapter. 3,000 words. Wow. Oh, yes, 2,000 words yes. to 3,000. But this time I'm thinking, I'm loving this whole idea of writing in books. So I, I did this book. I became an international number one best-selling author. Then I decided, wait a minute, I'm a teacher. I can do this. This isn't rocket science. As a teacher, uh, an expert in learning and teaching, I pick things up like that very quickly. And um, so therefore, I thought, voices of courage. I'm going to get women to come and talk about their adversity and how they overcame it. So I got 33 women, voices of courage, and lo and behold, I wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Now, that was great. Women flew in from all that over. That was a number one bestseller as well. Absolutely. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. They were all, they're all number one They're bestseller. all, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So all of that. And then um, because I believed in the women and I could elicit wonderful stories from them, I could help them shape it and what to put in, the, in it to get into the book. Then after that, um, I, I had the bug. I had the bug. And I thought, I want to do another book. And I love this whole idea of voices because voices means your truth. But it's not your truth. Oh, well, I don't like that top you're wearing today, Jane. That's not your truth. That's your opinion. Truth yeah. is based on, is infused with love. And it comes yeah. from your inner world. It's nothing to do with the outer world. It's your truth based on, you uh, connected to your values, vision and mission and all those life lessons, experiences, expertise, education that you've, you've had. So therefore... Um, I then thought that I'm doing another book, Voices of Hope, because that was when I wanted to start not focusing on adversity, which Voices of Courage was, but I wanted to focus on the lessons and what did you do as a result? Yeah. So not just what you learned, but what was the next step? So I then went after women who, not went after, that sounds terrible. (laughs) You know what I mean? I then focused on women who had these wonderful stories, but they began a business based on the learning. Yes. So then we had another book called Voices of Hope, into a number one bestseller, all of that. Again, from all over the world. Yeah, you know, and <coughs> that was brilliant. And then um, I, I um, on the back of that, I, I worked as an advisor with a publisher on um, business mentoring, and on children's books, of course, uh, I was a teacher. And so I know what makes a great children's book. Um, and then um, that relationship started to go sour for me and a few other people in that company. And um, COVID, came. Yeah. COVID came. And that publisher, so thank God for COVID is what I say. I had it last week for the first time. Uh, yeah. It's not very pleasant, but, you know, yeah. I still thank God for it. Because he stopped working with those um, ladies. And then we had been sort of talking about, oh, God, we could do this job and we could do a better job. And what if, you know, would we would make a great team. So, so just general loose chit-chat. 
But then the COVID happened. But in the January of that year, I, I was working with a, a business coach and the, the people in the mastermind um, were starting to approach me going, oh, you, you're an author. Can you help me write my book? So, of course, what does Brenda say? Sure, because I can write anything. Don't forget, I taught English. taught English for like yes. 16 years. Anyway, so that was fine. But then can you publish my book? And then other people, I was beginning to get known as someone who did books and, and publishing. And I thought, I'm not a publisher. But I wasn't going to um, advocate for this other publisher. No, you... Yeah, so, you, you listened to the universal calling. I did. So I realised, and my partner said to me, Brenda, these books, books, books. I thought, I don't want to be a publisher. Do you know how hard it is to be a publisher? Do you know the amount of work that's involved in publishing? It's my house of, I want an easy life. <laughs> but So you but, started um, the publishing company. Because <laughs> I do not do anything by half, as you know. So book brilliance publishing. Now, the word brilliance is key. Because brilliance is about that inner energy. It's about that cognition. So that's the outer part of it. It's yeah. about the inner brilliance. It's a gift. It's a divine light. It's the light within us. So my job, my my purpose in life, it's not publishing books. My publishing life is to take someone who wants to publish a book, who wants to share a story, share their voice, share their message, all of that, particularly if they're a business owner, yes. and I will show them their greatness within, and I will help them bring out that brilliance that they use to share and support their their client. Mm. And, and so, therefore, brilliance is had to be part of my title. So we talk about book brilliance, we talk about business brilliance, we talk about marketing brilliance, we talk about marketing mindset. Everything is about your brilliance because then we create ripples of brilliance and the ripples of brilliance are what create change at a conscious level within the world because it's all about the inner journey. So I bring out that inner journey in, in others that's got that brilliance. And we do that through looking at brand, looking yeah. at values, vision and mission, the golden thread and the lessons learned. And that shapes books. Then we shape the, the chapter framework. And we um, so anyway, all of that is what we do. But that then, so I started the journey and we're three years old this month, later in the month. Wow. And in that time, we've published 24 books. We're in 22 countries. We've had over 200, we've had around 200, I don't know if it's gone quite over yet, but it will be shortly. And 200 authors worldwide and people who've become an author. Um, and made a difference in, in their life. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know how to turn that okay, off. Okay, that's absolutely amazing. 200, yeah. going to be over, yeah. 200 plus yeah. Yeah. Uh, authors worldwide. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so that drives me now. So I was speaking. So some days I'm in four countries. So yesterday I was in Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, I'm all over the world. I'm in Dubai. I'm in India. We're in Malaysia. We're in America, Canada, and um, and it's just growing from strength to strength. And why are we successful? Because we have the author's adventure. It's yeah. all about taking business owners, coaches therapists, intellectual property and showing them how to create that legacy based on their life work. 
on the work that they're doing. Now, your work will change over time as you evolve because it's an evolution. Nothing stays static. And I would never encourage anybody to stay static. But it's about the evolution. But you've got a core and your core are values. They will not change. Mm. They will not move. They will not move. I, my, my main value in life is integrity. So who are you when no one's looking? It's doing the right thing, whether I clean out a cupboard, whether I work with someone on their book, or whether I'm standing on stage, um, giving my life lessons and talking about it. It's always the best I can do at any one time with what I've got. So my best today might not be my best tomorrow, and hopefully it won't be. And my best two talks ago, it could have been my best, but... Our best will always be an indication of there's more to come because every day we get better and better and better because we're constantly working on ourselves. We're constantly improving. We're constantly embracing the 1%. So there's a lot. So you can start to see why it's holistic because we fuse business ideas, spiritual ideas, mindset, massive to have a growth mindset and all of these does I I want to stop you there because I want to say it really reminds me of the four agreements a beautiful amazing book and the the agreements were be impeccable with your word which we've spoken about today don't take anything personally we've spoken about that don't make assumptions we've spoken about that and always do your best and that's and now as a teacher so you know education is um it's 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 outdated it it doesn't it's not fit for purpose and education is all focused on results 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 yeah it's not about the human person we're not shaping our children to to be resilient to to be able to make their own decisions we're not. We're making them. We're fitting them. We're putting. We're fitting them into boxes rather than yeah, yeah enhancing their yeah. different personalities and their creative skills. Yeah. Absolutely, we have to be shaping their curiosity, their 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 creativity, all those traits that we need to be the best human being that we possibly possibly can be. Kindness of service. All these things, not selfishness, not looking at comparing yourself. Comparison's the thief of joy, as we know. So it's so important then that we shape the world. So that's why it's a holistic approach. And that's why um, we look at everything and what we offer. And that's what makes us different to any other publisher out there in the world. There's no other publisher, including the top four, who look after the authors in the way that we look after our authors. We help shape our authors into being the best version of themselves. That doesn't happen in the big world of publishing. But because I'm Brenda Dempsey, because I've had 25 years plus experience in education, because I've been through all the adversity I've been through, because I've chosen to go on the inner journey, because I've, I make the best positive choices. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that. I make mistakes, but I learn from them and I can correct things and I get miserable and I get fed up and I get imposter syndrome. I get all these things. Why? Because I'm human. But I've also got a tool chest. I've got a treasure chest that allows me to change my state. So what would it look like if we were to work together? So if somebody went on to your website, um, 
which is bookbrilliancepublishing.com um, and they contacted you, what would that journey be like? What would it look like for someone to come and work and, and put their idea and their book and everything through Book Brilliance Publishing? So we, one of the things that's really hit me quite recently through the journey that I'm on as a publisher is that when you publish something, number one, it's copyrighted, it becomes your legacy mm. and it's based on your philosophy, right? So therefore, when people work with us, they've got someone who understands the root, the depth of what it is to be an author, not just an author, not just a commodity of you buy my book, I'll earn £10 and, you know, you'll be lucky if you get rich on that. So being an author is much bigger. So the journey is 12 months and, and sometimes people come with a manuscript, sometimes they don't, they come with the idea and I love that because mm -hmm, yeah. we can shape the brilliant book based on their values, vision, the mission, the golden thread. They are the foundations. As I say, the Burj Khalifa, tallest building in the world, has deep, deep, deep foundations. So therefore, you cannot build a business, you cannot build anything or be anybody if you do not have consciousness and awareness, awakened awareness, you don't mm. know what you don't know, without going deep. So when you come to us, you, you, you think, oh, I'm writing a book and you're doing all these things, but actually you transform them. I cannot tell you every single author transforms whether they think they will or not. They do because yeah. of the work. Number one, it's high energy, as you can tell. So I am energy. I am sunshine energy. And I, that, I use that energy to inspire empower motivate my authors into action because without action so they're coming with this intention of writing a book but they soon realize that writing a book there's more to it than they thought and yeah there is <laughs> I only did one chapter and I was like oh my gosh this is this is yeah. actually way more than I thought way, way more to it and then also the other the other myth you need to burst is I've got a book. Yeah, everybody will buy it in the world. Eh, oh, no, if that's what you think, then, you know, you've got another thought. You need to develop yeah, it a takes a, real, a lot of, um, uh, well, collaborative marketing. Yes, because. Yeah, this, doesn't it? This whole journey, we say you drive and we navigate. Because when authors come to us, they own 100% of the copyright of the book. We don't own okay. anything. It's yep. theirs. And a lot of people, you know, self-publishing, that's what it is. But when you publish, um, uh, when you do a, a traditional publishing, you don't own it. The, the, you've signed your rights away to your publisher. Wow. But although you sign an agreement with us, you keep 100% of the copyright. So uh, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, it's your story. I don't own it. I'm just there as your facilitator. I'm there as your guide, your navigator. Mm -hmm. So every single step of the way is collaborative. We have now got a platform on um, the Academy um, where we've got all our, our lessons, all the things that you need to learn to become a successful 
author that has a successful business and all the things around that. And um, so there's six stages to that. So we 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 um, develop your brand. And from that branding, then we've got marketing, pre-marketing, post-marketing. We have, you learn about the, the publishing and the distribution, how your book's distributed around 200 countries in the mm -hmm. world, 40,000 outlets. That's what you have when you come and work with us and use IS, our ISBNs. Wow. Um, you get business development. We look at your business model. You may have one, but how will your book fit into that business model? So we, we we tweak your business model. We make sure it's fit for purpose and we make sure it's streamlined so it, it's simple. We're not here to make anything complicated. It's all about the art of simplicity. It's the kiss. Keep it simple, smart. Be smart yes. about it. So we work with goals and planning, all those sort of left-hand brain things that we need. But we use our our right-hand side of the brain for the, brain for the creativity, um, keeping yourself curious, asking questions. We work on emotional intelligence. So we mm. work on all of that issue. We, we, and we leave you ready to step into your leadership if you're not already a leader. We are all leaders. We're all born leaders. But, you know, some people can lead more than others. They've got that desire. You need yeah. to have desire to lead you know and actually you have to do a whole lot more work even although you think you've done a lot of work on yourself there's a whole there's a, a deeper depth you have to go as a leader um who makes an impact in the world who influences yeah. and inspires so so there's six stages and then the biggest thing that we talk about is beyond your book because what you're going to do now that you've got a book in your hand and that's where the fun begins so working with us is collaborative. It's easy because you don't need to think. You just need to follow the, follow the, the steps. Follow the steps. Follow the path. It's already been done. It's tried and tested. It works, including being a best-selling author. We, in, we include all of that so that you can become a, an Amazon best-selling author. And, um, yeah, so we offer that. And, of course, uh, support and guidance that's unparalleled in the publishing industry. Because that's it's fantastic. <laughs> that's just that's fantastic news. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> it is, it's ever such a journey. And like you say, once the book's written, my gosh, that's where it all starts then, doesn't it? Because Absolutely. that process of the marketing and the selling and the sharing, um, you could have the best book in the world but if you don't do that section, you've got no one reading it. So one of the key fundamentals, if not a pillar, is visibility. So I've had people and I'll say, tell me about your social media. Oh, I don't go on social media. I don't like it. I thought, well, I'm not your publisher. You either change and yeah. you follow what we say or, um, you know, go and self-publish is what I would say to that. Yeah. You know, also, what I do say I say to people, if you want to make hundreds of thousands of pounds from selling your books, I am not your publisher. Yeah. But if you want to make a difference in the world and impact and grow your business and um, really understand what that your purpose is and your and your publisher. Well, that's beautiful. Beautifully you said. Know. Have you got any kind of top tips or advice 
for the audience that they can kind of get going and I think that was that was one of them like whether <laughs> to work with you self-publish or go elsewhere um so that's that was a great so what I, say, what I say to people is what is the purpose of number one who are you and what's the purpose of your book now if you're anybody on a mission to make a difference and want to impact the world self-publishing is not your route because mm. you don't know what you're doing it'd be like somebody giving you a manual and saying go and build an aston martin yes right we can you know i'm not saying it takes one in so many million to be successful as a self-published author but yeah. most people don't have what it takes i'm sorry they don't they need someone to believe in them they need someone to motivate them how do i know that 25 years of teaching and working with adults plus the six years of being in publishing so I know that from all that experience. Yeah. It's a very, very, even highly motivated people, even people with that, they need to make, a sh they need to shift their lens and make a, a shift in their mindset um, as to no matter what, they know writing a book's the long game. It's not the short game. It's mm -hmm. not like the mentality. And that is what self-publishing does. You get people write a book in 30 days, Actually, and I know people will will, will spend three, four thousand pounds doing these courses. No way will you write a book in thirty days. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a don't know if I'd say talented writer, but an experienced writer. Um, could I write a whole book in thirty days? Hmm, a first draft, possibly, but not yeah. a product. And this mm. is what these people are saying. You know, and, oh yeah, we'll get it and we'll get it up on Amazon, and uh, lo and behold, no. No, because people don't know the legalities around. I know authors that I've had to say, take your book down or you'll go to jail. because. They, oh, my gosh, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they've got so much copyright in their book that they didn't know. They've plagiarised right, left and centre. They've used oh, things. They've used things. But they don't know. I'm not... I'm not yeah, they're not doing it on purpose. No, no, no yeah, they're not. They just don't have the knowledge. They and when you go with a publishing agents you bring the knowledge you bring the knowledge don't you we bring the, we know we bring we bring knowledge and expertise and skill yeah. most yeah. people want the book but they don't have all of that how could they how could they even if yeah. they're in another, another field how you write your book and what goes in now let me just finish with this um last week in the bookseller and the bookseller is the magazine that goes um that all the book trade um subscribe to and use to put the books in the shops and mm -hmm. libraries and all sorts of places right and last week they did a an article and that article is like there is a huge appetite now in for non-fiction books people are now looking for experts and when you write a book that makes you an expert um <coughs> experts who can help them live a better life Mm. that's music to my ears yeah but now we've got the people even above me now seeing how important non-fiction books are but those books it's not enough so i'm working with an author who wrote a non-fiction book but she forgot to write what the lessons were she forgot to tell her audience what they were so guess what you must make sure you include that. So yes. therefore, I know exactly what needs to be. I know the recipe. 
So we use the recipe and um, you create a great book and then we market it and then we make it a brilliant book, you know, because it's got your brilliance in it. Fantastic. Um, this is a bit of a um, put you on the spot, but do you have an offer for our audience or, you know, a way of getting in touch, having that conversation with you? So if they go to my website, www.brilliancepulsion.com, they'll see a connect or a contact tab. Yeah. Just fill that in. Tell me that you um, heard me speak on Stay Sane with Jane and I will give you a thousand pound off your book deal. Oh my gosh, I was not expecting that, Brenda. Thank you so much. Oh, audience, you are incredibly lucky if you are listening now and you have that idea you want to put your idea out there you want to help people you want to help the world with it um please get in touch with brenda at www.bookbrilliancepublishing.com and connect with them Say you heard Brenda speak, you heard Brenda's interview on Stay Same with Jane, um, and they will give you £1,000 off your publishing deal. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Brenda. No, you're welcome. Thank you for this opportunity, Jane. It's great, number one, to connect and have this conversation with you. And it's two, to share my message, because that's my purpose, my passion, and my pleasure. And um, it's it's what I do. It's what I love. And here's my last statement. Do what you love and love what you do. Most definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Brenda. It's been so gorgeous to connect with you and um, hear all about Book Brilliance Publishing. It sounds like an absolutely amazing company with a really... Um, Oh, how do I how would I put it? Honest core values um, within it who are really, you know, you're helping share the brilliance of your authors with the world. Absolutely. Oh, I've got with my goosebumps, you spoke my truth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And listen, if you are listening or watching um the details for Brenda, how to connect with her will be above, below. There'll be somewhere here. Um, if you're listening on the radio, then all you've got to do is Google Brenda Dempsey, and also you can Google Book Brilliance Publishing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jane. Stay sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation.